I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With the pump fake and one dribble inside to the long two, and he makes it. That's been his game his whole career, but look at him smiling. Another episode of The Long Two. I am Pete Rogers. He is Natty Wallach. And we are a Camelo Stanthony podcast and occasionally talk fantasy basketball. Natty, how are you doing this week? I'm doing super well this week. Thank you for asking. It feels fucking great. How are you doing? Oh, man. I can only assume that all of this hype is coming from the fact that the Brooklyn Nets now have three of the top 10 players in the NBA on their team, and then they lost to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Well, I don't feel good about any of that. I'm indifferent. But other good stuff happened this week, and Mm. it's a big relief. Mm, Yes, 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 yes. It's kind of nice when you are... uh, when, when, when the country is back run in the hands of competent people. I mean, from your lips to God's ears, <laughs> cross our fingers and not jinx ourselves. Yeah. Fuck. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing how much, just how much uh, better I feel from a day-to-day basis. How much my mood has improved. Yeah. It is like being able to sleep for the first time in five years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, we're going to, we hinted at this last week when we dropped our emergency James Harden trade podcast, but we've got a new structure uh, for the show for this week and moving forward. We're going to see how we like it, see what you guys think. um, And we're going to start first things first on this list of new things to do. Biggest takeaways from the week's from the week prior, uh, we share one thing that we loved and hated from the previous week. Natty, what did you love from this past week? I loved the Cleveland Cavaliers defeating the New York or the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> Speaking of Brooklyn, um, Colin Sexton, it's pretty good. Ooh. He seems like an okay basketball player. Seems pretty decent. In nine games, he's averaging 27 points per game, which I've heard is good uh, on 53% shooting, though. So that's going to come down. Um, but he has a 62 true shooting percentage so far. I mean, obviously it's not even 10 games, but he's been doing well. He looks great. He's 22 years old and, uh, he outplayed Kyrie. He outplayed uh, Kyrie, KD and Harden. Well, I mean, here's the thing. They all had great games, all three nets. Um, Harden had a triple double. Colin Sexton shut down all three of them. None of them scored double digits. No, it's anything. I totally disagree with that. He outplayed, (laughs) he didn't shut them down. Like he out, he won that game. He like Chidi Osman had a good game. Larry Nance, like everyone contributed, but fourth quarter through both overtimes, Sexton won that game. Oh, yeah. 
Yes, hundred percent. And we will we will not to not to give away too much, but we'll talk about him later. I have him for another segment uh, uh, later in the show. But yes, the, the we have seen the Colin Sexton show in the past. Sometimes it's not great, <laughs> like when Kevin Love uh, <laughs> angrily threw up his arms in frustration and stormed off the court because Sexton was dribbling the ball too long and wasn't passing. But <laughs> when you're the only offensive option going up against three of the best ten players in the NBA. Uh, it's pretty good when you can just like put up numbers and go toe to toe with these guys and carry the calves uh, in double overtime to beat this team. Like we, obviously it's going to still take some figuring out. We saw the Harden Durant duo was phenomenal for the nets. And then with adding Kyrie in his first game back still takes some time to figure out what all the lineups and matchups are uh, for this nets team. But that was a hell, a hell of a win for, for Sexton and, and the, uh, and the Cavs. And it's interesting how their front court for Cleveland is arranging itself. I mean, this is just a handful of games, even yeah. less. So we're going to see. But um, very few players can do what Sexton has done at his age. So this seems for real. Um, it's not, you know, he's not hiding behind any numbers. Yeah, the Cavs have been shorthanded. So is everybody. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's really, I think Sexton is the the pick that Boston traded to Cleveland for Kyrie, right? Oh, I you think, might be right. Yeah. I think that's what it is. So it's like that game <laughs> was really kind of interesting because it tied in with so much of recent yeah. NBA history. Like the Cavs kept that pick because they, as insurance for in case LeBron left, Boston really didn't get anything out of that trade because Kyrie left and they had held on to that pick. Like it was solid gold. Like that was the crown jewel. That's why the Kyrie trade happened because Cleveland was like, okay, well, we get that pick. Um, when Darius Garland comes back, like we're going to see, or when he's healthy, rather, we're going to see what a full Jarrett Allen defense mm. And Larry like, Nance leading the look. league in steals Dude, totally. this year. Like, he looks like, great. I, I I think that um, some teams should trade for him, like, real yes. hard. Yes. Like, maybe Brooklyn, because he's he has, a mal that, he has a manageable salary. Yeah. Wouldn't that be a, wouldn't that be just more more moves for the Nets and the Cavs? You'd think that they would have just included that for Jared Allen. If only they had that place, that player to make a swap for. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, take off the stethoscope and my favorite thing from this week, Natty, a healthy Kemba Walker. And, and I feel like all the NBA can agree with me because a healthy Kemba Walker is it's just a better NBA. His totally. smile on the court. is just, it's just better for everyone. He's had two games. He's been on a 20 minute restriction, which Brad has stuck him to uh, uh, with ferocity, still 14 points, five assists, one and a half steals. I love seeing him do his patented, like come right off the pick and pop a three with still the three defenders in his face. But being able to drain it. He looks happy. He looks healthy. And uh, that just brings me so much joy, especially as Tatum is recovering from COVID. It's wonderful to see uh, Kemba Walker come back onto the court and, and look just as good as he did prior. I mean, he looks healthier than he did during the bubble, which is phenomenal, which is great to see as a 
NBA fan, but particularly as a Celtics fan, you love to see that. And I, here's hoping that they keep it up with the minutes restriction. We just saw Tyler Hero get neck spasms because he had to play so much for the Miami Heat because of so many players out for them. And, you know, it's it's so – you don't want to compound absences by playing your players into the ground. So – I think we're going to have to get even deeper on these rosters because you can't ask these players to play 38 minutes, three games in a row, especially in back-to-backs. Like it's just, someone's going to get hurt. We're seeing it already. So keeping Kemba at 20 minutes max and maybe not playing in back-to-backs, I think is a really, really good idea. Yeah. I think, uh, I think it will probably be, the net the Celtics play the Sixers again on Friday when you're listening to this mm, uh, today. More Marcus Smart versus Joel Embiid. Oh yes. my, who goodness. flails hardest? <laughs> oh my goodness, that game, man. Let's talk about Marcus going for 20 plus and and yeah. was trying to take trying to win that game single handedly. But anyways, but I'm sure we'll see Kemba again on 20 minutes restriction for that game. And I agree with you. I agree with you where it's something where it's like, give him a couple of weeks to get his conditioning back, to get healthy, to get fully in a date. And then the other thing is, is too, is it's like with the way that Jalen is playing and the way that right. Jason is like, you don't need Kemba to like put up, you know, 28 minutes a game or even 33 minutes totally. a game. You know, like I, if he can play 25 minutes a game and t- and play and not play back to backs and, like that would just be incredible and have him ready to go for, for a playoff stretch. I would be a huge fan of that. Um, speaking of injuries, I'll go into what I hated from this week. And it's not just because I am a manager of this player. It's also just because we talked so highly. We were so excited for Karis Levert to go to mm-hmm. Indiana and like be the offensive, you know, running mate with DeMontis Sabonis and just what that team was going to be. And then during his physical, they found out that he had a mass in his kidney and now needs surgery. And and it's likely going to end his season. I know it's like, I think right now they're going to reevaluate in six to eight weeks, but I mean, I I'm happy that they found it and that it's getting taken care of because that shit is terrifying and and dangerous. And you know, your, your health above all, um, but man, it sucks that it happened to him. It sucks that it happened, you know, right as he's about to, you know, have his own team start for a team, be the offensive focal point or like, you know, uh, uh, a vital part of the offense for a team. Uh, yeah. So that was, that's, that was the biggest thing from this week that I was super bummer hated it. It's awesome that it was found and it sucks that it was found, you know, this is very bittersweet as you say, um, Levert, it it was just going to be fun to watch this team. You know, and uh, who knows what's going to happen with the second half of the season and what the schedule is actually going to be. So maybe he could come back. I I have no idea what the recovery for something like this is. But the important thing is that they found it and he will hopefully be fully healthy in the not too distant future and fully recover. Um, The Pacers are five and five in their last 10 games and they could use a player like Victor Oladipo or Karis LeVert. So we're going to see what they can do uh, without two sensational wings because TJ Warren is still out. Um, you know, this is going to be next man up, but that's this, that's this season, man. It's everybody. Yeah. Like if LeVert yeah. 
was out for another reason, they would still have to do the same thing. So this is, I mean, people have been talking about expanding rosters, and I think that might have to come into play if they're really going to muscle through the season. So in a season dominated by health, I think we can all agree that this is a good thing. Um, and it's, you know, disappointing, but we also get to see the Pacers respond to an absence, just like every other team has to respond right. to an absence. And the nice thing too, is, is that like Karis LeVert is not on a one-year deal. Like he is signed for, I think he's a three or four year. Like he, the Pacers know what they got in him. They know what they're like. He is going to come back whenever healthy with a with a role a defined clear role this isn't something where it's like you know uh a, a player who's breaking out and is fighting for that long-term deal and may or may not have a role on a team and then gets injured and loses that spot potentially it's like Karis Levert you know what Karis Levert is we just wanted to see him thrive in his own offense and beginning starting minutes but that will come and when it comes it'll be great and it's much better for that to come and be great when he doesn't have a uh potential you know a mass cancerous mass on his kidney so and it's not like it's his knee or his foot or a hip you know like he's not injured they (laughs) they found a tumor and they're going to remove it and hopefully he'll come back exactly the same so and who knows like maybe uh time off will help for a guy who's had some injury history um, so it's sad, but it's like, I, these days you're just so grateful when someone, uh, can be stopped from being ill. Yes. <laughs> so, yep. so right on. Thank you, doctors. God bless physicals. Amen. Uh, what'd you hate from this week? Well, mine is extremely similar. I, I'm just so fucking sad for the Portland trailblazers, Pete. I yeah, just, dude fucking i'm so upset cj mccollum was having a sensational Ugh. year just absolute 110 percent sexual play from this guy um yusuf nurkic is out fucking zach collins is out like all of a sudden they have no front court at all they aside need, from Ennis Cantor, who constantly to, like, finds himself in these constantly. situations. I mean, first of all, love it. Love it for Enos Cantor that he goes from the Celtics back to Portland and then is now suddenly like a starring focal feature of that team. Good Dude, for him. While COVID's going on, while there's a global pandemic, while his family is like trapped back home. Yeah. And it's he, he's but he's automatic. It's a double double. If you give him 22 minutes, he will give you 10 he rebounds will, and 10 he points. Will get it done. But you have to think like Portland, this isn't the first time the CG McCollum injury fucking blows. Uh, and my yeah. fantasy team also agrees with that. <laughs> um, but oh, but sure. Their backcourt, uh, or sorry, their front court, like Nurkic and um Collins missed yeah. a ton of time last year too with injuries. Yeah. Like this has to be the trailblazers like top priority heading into this offseason, like this next year. I mean, maybe they're going to make trades. Like I'm all for that uh, during this season, but this offseason, man, if it's not addressed, like you have to get players into that building who can a stay healthy or at the very least players in that position where you're like, okay, I am going, I'm going to assume between Zach Collins and Nurkic, we're going to get whatever, you know, if it's an 82 game season, again, we're going to get 40 games combined out of those two guys. 
you know, or maybe 60 games combined out of those two guys. Like we need another high caliber starting big man who can play who we feel comfortable playing 60 games, 70 games, 80, like whatever it might be. Like, that's just, this is something that's two years in a row that this has happened, that their front front court has been just decimated by injury and they have to be able to address it this year. My man, it is the Portland trailblazers history. They are always snake bit Brandon Roy, man. Fucking like even to draft picks, like, but, but here's the thing. They're always good. Mm-hmm. They're still always fucking you, good. If you have Dame Lillard, you're fucking good. But even before that, LMA, before. you know, like yep. there, yep. I can't really remember a stretch of time where it was like four or five years where Portland sucked, you know, like right. they're, they constantly have quality rosters, but something goes awry. And yeah. With this front court, I mean, if I was a G, I'd be like, all right, Nurk, we love you, but fuck this. Yeah. And yeah. like, yo, go get Larry Nance. I don't know if the money can work, but maybe you can get Drummond. Like, get yep. dudes that play 82 games. Get right. dude. I mean, there's shit who's out there. If the Wizards continue to suck, maybe Robin Lopez. Um, yo, there's, I, don't, I, I don't hate Drum. Yeah, I don't know if the money would work, but I have no idea. No, I probably wouldn't. But like, I don't hate that. That 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 is a fit where it's like, okay, I can put. I feel like you can put an old school traditional center there because so much of CJ McCollum and so much of Dame Lillard's game is outside, anyways. You know, you're not like necessarily hindering this offense by putting a big man in the middle of this of this team, where it, as opposed to like for some offenses, right? Like Drummond would make absolutely zero sense in like uh, um, Dallas, right? I feel like that yeah. he would he would cripple so much of what Luca's game is, whereas I think he would work well with Lillard and or at least you know he would work with Lillard and and CJ McCollum when he's healthy. So, anyways, um, I, I I like that. That's a low key low key nice little move right there for them if they if because they were to make that. I mean, Drum's not going to be in the future of Cleveland, so you might no. as well trade him. But I mean, I. Again, I don't know if the money would work. Probably wouldn't, but like Vooch in Portland would be. I'm I'm all over Vucevic this episode. Oh, by the way, him. he's like all of my things. Good, um, good. A Vooch, a Vooch centric episode. I mean, how do you say no to that? <laughs> right, exactly, dude. And it's just in a time where bigs were fungible, and now you sort of need to have one because if you're going to be serious, you have to play the Lakers and you have to play the Sixers. And like you can't find any. <laughs> the whole thing is bizarre. Um, Horford's out there if he's healthy. I mean, there's bigs out there that you can go get. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Would Julius Randall make sense on this? Like you, he's not a center, but like he's a. But he's a big. He's a big forward, you know. <laughs> but it's yeah. It like they're gonna really have to it's like PJ Tucker, you know. They're going to have to get creative, I think, because they're constrained by the money. God, it would be the most PJ Tucker thing in the world, though, to get traded to Portland to play the exact role that he played for the Rockets last year. (laughs) Just put your body on the line and get smacked by seven footers. And then Uh, maybe get paid next year. And then maybe, yeah, maybe get paid. Also, my fantasy team hates the fact that Fred Van Fleet is shooting shot 29% from the field last week. Toronto looks bad. They just do. Let's say it. They look they bad. Look absolutely trash. Except for OG. I wrote an article OG. on big teams Ooh. about OG. OG, top 10 fantasy player this last week because the yes. man gets you fucking defense. Dude, 
He looks so good. Yeah, I mean, 73% he's, <laughs> rostered he's, in ESPN. He's playing better than Pascal. It's yes. amazing. 100%. And FVV. So, yeah. but if that team, I mean, okay, right now the Raptors are five and nine. The eighth seed is seven and eight. You know, like this yeah, is. I mean, I'm sure they will. Totally fine. They'll, they'll go on a they'll on a win streak. They'll figure. Yeah, Pascal they'll will get his shit together, and, and it'll be fine. All right, let's move on. Uh, now's the time for the John Vesley, because I love butchering that name. John Vesley favorites. Usually, favorite stat line of the week named in honor of Wizards great Jan Vas- Vesley, who came who <laughs> great <laughs> back in 2013. Historic Wizards player posted the stat line of four points, two rebounds, and six fouls in eight minutes because that is truly elite play. Plus, uh, the man knows how to lay a kiss on a partner. Uh, we talked about him at the start of the show. I, my, my stat line of the week is Colin Sexton going 42, five and five and out dueling the entire Nets team in double overtime. But the craziest thing about it is the stat line doesn't even do it justice. 20 straight points mm-hmm. in both overtimes. Like the man literally was just put the team on my back. I'm going toe to toe with Kevin Durant, James Harden and Kyrie Irving. And we're winning this game in double overtime. So my Sean Vesley favorite stat line of the week goes to Colin Sexton for yesterday or for Wednesday's performance. It was like young LeBron Cleveland yes. one defeating the Pistons all by himself. in OT. it was just, it was just awesome to watch, but I was like getting triggered a little bit. <laughs> Wasn't giving you the best flashbacks. My stat line of the week is also against the Nets. And we've also spoken about him. Vooch. So the first game with KD and Harden, 36 minutes for Vooch, or uh, sorry, the first game, the Magic played against the new Nets without Kyrie though. Vooch played 36 minutes. He had 34 points, 10 rebounds, seven dimes, five steals, and went six for 12 from three. He's a Nets killer. Like he's, he plays them really, really well. Uh, He's played them, like through 28 games against the Nets, he's 18, 10, and three, shooting 51% from the floor and nearly 40% from three. He's, oh my God, I'm, I'm making a, a stank face right now. That Those numbers are arousing. And like he's top 10 on the player Raider in ESPN right now uh, on a team that is trending down. Uh, Orlando is tied with the Knicks at seven and eight, but they're in the ninth seed. He was drafted number 25 on average overall. Vooch was. He's just a damn good fucking player on a team that doesn't really get its offense very well. And they have injuries. Jonathan Isaac isn't there. Fultz isn't there. He seems like a big trade target to me. He's also not old. Um, So I... He's maybe playing the best basketball of his career. I love watching him. I just think he's really, really good. And it's sort of the curse of the big man in in the Magic uniform, just like Shaq did. Like, you know, people know who you are, but you're not getting a lot of national games. So and that's like, do people do people even know how good he is? Like, I just don't think so. I mean, the man is averaging 23, 10, and three assists a game. Like, I just think that he is not getting quite because he's on the magic because the magic had that little hot stretch, but that hot start was like Terrence Ross, you know, Markel Fultz. Yeah. Like those were the guys that were leading that hot stretch. So Vooch was, you know, again, pushed kind of in the Vooch is just, I feel like on a championship contending team, 
this man would be like it would be i feel like the discussion would be like him Jokic, and joel i guess for for best like who is this who's the best big to build around who is the the you know perfect big for today's nba like this guy 42 percent from three he's shooting this season while taking he's the magic's best shooter for sure like what yeah. the fuck yeah. Yeah. He's got, I mean, he's, he's way too good to just be spending the rest of his career in Orlando. Yes. I totally agree with you. I have been, we've been long pushing to get Aaron Gordon out of Orlando. I yeah. Blow now, it up. Let's get, let's get Vooch out of there. A hundred percent. You have Markel Fultz. You've seen what he's done. He's out for the year. That blows Cole Anthony's doing some shit. That's great. He looks great. He won that game. Get, the other, yeah. Get a fuck ton of picks. completely tank and rebuild like trash this season trade Vooch to a team that's going to need him appreciate him and give him the spotlight that he deserves i mean Vooch on the clippers like portland obviously we said that already he he would look good anywhere because he is good and i think that like fantasy players know who he is blowed my mind like i don't know if i could comprehend or, or or handle Vooch in portland but again, like, you know, the money isn't negligible. So to figure this out, it might even involve a third team. But I think that the Magic, if they keep it going and they're like barely on the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, it's not my money, so I can't really spend it for them. But I, I would be like, <laughs> yo, T-Sizzle, Fournier, Vooch, Aaron Gordon, you're all out of here. We're just tearing it down. This is a good draft class coming up. We're going to try yep. to get a bunch of top 10 picks too. if You're we can totally right i mean this yeah is, this, this is, is a supposed great, to be a, a deep, great yeah it's a great deep class like get all the picks you can dude and double draft is when like two years from now so like the upcoming drafts are going to be uh very interesting there's here's the thing there's just like no real way to see unless the magic made a trade to upgrade which i suppose isn't outside the but realm why? if they were I, I know guess, why, I, but because they want to make the playoffs. Sure, 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 sure. But like, I guess the, my thought would be, it's like you have your two best young players are injured in Fultz and Isaac. Just, just, just start the rebuild. I know that's, that's not a sexy thing for fans, but I feel like fans would understand, especially if you were able to like get a, a whole treasure trove of picks back for Vooch or like get, young players that maybe are, can re whatever, whatever it might be like blow it up, but partially for uh, your own sake, Orlando, but also for our sake, because we want to see Vooch on a team that actually I want to see. Now I am now making my life's goal to get Vooch onto the uh, Portland trailblazers because I have a lot of say and sway in the NBA. So many rhymes, you know, it's true. <laughs> I, I, I just can't stand the fact that like really good players don't get any respect depending on the context and status of their team, because you can just see like, uh, toiling away and like you bring it every night though. Like you're a really good player and you play good basketball. You play fun basketball. Like he's fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah, And I just don't, I, you know, the perfect team for him. I'm not really sure which one that would be. But but it's out there, and we will find it for him. Yeah, hopefully. We'll so. add since we're since we're changing the show, we're gonna add a new segment, which is free Vooch, and every week we'll find a we'll That's find a, a good different idea. team for Vooch to go to, <laughs> and Absolutely. what trade and what trade could possibly happen to make it all work. Uh, all right, before we move on, we are going to take a quick ad break, so don't turn it off. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, we are back. Uh, let's turn our attention now to next week. Nice little, you know, talked about last week before ad break. We're talking about next week now. Let's start, Natty. Let's talk our favorite waiver ads. Um, a guy who I love, you should be targeting on waivers. Also, we're really, this is, we're, we're kind of becoming a Cavaliers podcast. I don't know how this happened, but we are all. <laughs> let's stop lo- it right now, then. Let's, is, do- no, just, just take it time. back. Talk about this is the last else. time we were talking about the Cavs <laughs> for the rest of the year. Sorry, Cavs fans. Uh, CD Osman, we, we've, mm. you especially have been long on CD Osman. He's averaging 14, four and four. He's back to back 25 point games. He, uh, he started the last six, uh, seven games for the Cavs. And in that span, he's averaging 15.7 points, 4.6 rebounds, 5.4 assists, and 1.2 stocks on 37 minutes. He's out there available. I think he's available in less than four. 40% of ESPN leagues. He's going to get you points. He's going to get you boards. He's going to have the occasional big outing. Like we have seen this Cavaliers team with, especially with Garland out, they need another scorer along Sexton, alongside Sexton. Osman has been that guy the last few days. I think that you can, you can't do much worse than, uh, than adding him onto your squad, especially given that the offense that he's going to provide in starting minutes. He's like maybe turning into a solid dude. Yeah. He's 25 after several years of being literally the only fucking small forward (laughs) on Cleveland. This is the only reason that he has been following C.D. Osmond's career is simply because he can't fathom the fact that the Cavaliers have had one small forward on their roster for the last decade. It's like sometimes, you know, like positions go out for drinks and it's like, oh, let's get all the fucking guards. And he's just standing there like there's nobody I'm I'm in Cleveland alone. alone, There's no one here beside me. However, let me also point this out. He has pretty good players to either side of him now. Mm -hmm. Like there are actual quality centers on the team. There are actual quality guards. And I think that's really made things easier for him. And it's it's nice to see that he's improved and he's not just going to be some washout that got ruined by a terrible Cavs team. Um, I am hoping that it continues. And I'm, I think the combo of him and Okoro like is maybe a smart thing to keep depending on any money for G for Osman. So I've really liked it. The Cavs are kind of fun to watch, which fucking sucks. It's so terrible, dude. God damn it, because Detroit's so bad. But yeah, Cleveland's their young players are playing well. And uh 
what are they right now? They're seven and seven. They're in the sixth seed in the East. It's like, why can't it continue? You know? Yeah. No, I, I love it. And I think what you said too, about how he's got good players around him. I mean, he's averaging five, almost five and a half assists per game since he's mm-hmm. been starting like that could keep, especially since, especially since Sexton doesn't love passing the, uh, the foot, the basketball yeah, or the football. I mean, he does play. I feel like he would, if he passed the football, he would play uh football, but anyways, doesn't love passing the basketball. So there are like assists to be had in this offense. And so far it seems like CD has been getting the you know majority of them. And so that can continue. Like if he reliably can get you 16 and six, you yeah. love that. You love that from a fantasy state. for sure. Especially how little you paid for him in fantasy. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Go get some points and dimes for free, guys. It's yeah. okay. <laughs> we allow you to do this. It's you have our permission. My ad of the week is a guy we also like to talk about. One, Mister Norman Powell on mm, those shitty fucking boy. Raptors. He had a tough start to the season. He sure did. He's under 10% owned. However, the last two weeks, he is a top 100 player over the past 10 games. So in the January portion of this season, he's played 10 games. He's averaging 13 points per game, two plus boards. He's shooting threes five times a game at least and hitting them at a 44% ratio. There are nine players that are equaling or besting those numbers in the NBA this year. They are Kevin Durant, CJ McCollum, damn it, PG-13, Paul George, who's had some fucking monster games. Yeah, he has. Terry Rozier, Darius Garland, Seth Curry, Duncan, Go Blue Robinson, Mikhail Bridges, not bad, Phoenix, and Brooklyn Joe Harris. That's not bad. That's not a bad list to be on. Norm's playing like a super versatile and valuable wing who can score. And that's what he was last year. So he's basically free. He's under 10% owned. Uh, Go pick him up. He's coming off the bench, but like, who the fuck knows with all of this? Like everyone's going to start, you know? So anyone who's like shooting like Joe Harris is, I feel like you should pick up. Basically, not to be Brooklyn centric about this, but, but he's but a sniper. Feels like a pretty good sign. Norm's young and he's done this before. And, you know, who knows if Toronto's out of it, Masai Ujiri might be like, cool, see everybody later. And Norm might be one of the guys that either stays and gets more minutes or gets traded to a team where his role increases. Masai Ujiri's also been just like chomping at the bit to do a Toronto to do a Raptors rebuild. Like the man is yeah. been waiting to blow it all up. He's <laughs> too good at like talent. I know and this team is this team has just been too good for him to do it. So the fact that they're like right. five and nine, he might just be like, "Fuck it, we're going in." Pascal Siakam, Dude, you're out of here. I bet you my bottom dollar that when like Sam Presti and OKC and what's his face, the new guy in Houston were like making their trades. Masai mm. was like, he just had to sit down Son and like bitch. fantasize about what he would do in those situations. It's like, ready? man, I would have gotten this other topical? one. You ready for me to bust out some topical memes? I'm, I'm all, is your stethoscope on or off? My stethoscope, is, my stethoscope is on. Topical meme. Masai Ujiri the Bernie Sanders of the inauguration. (laughs) Nice. Thank you.
Thank you. I it's was like, he's glad it. to be there and he's powerful, but, but God fucking damn it. But it's cold and I'm really annoyed. <laughs> right. And for a second there, I might have been president. And whatever. Maybe, and maybe we could have won a chip again, but without Kwai, but uh, no. Dude, but old man respect anyone who wears mittens, but not a hat. Like, that's a real dude. That's, that's an actual that's gentleman right there. Yeah, that's like, a- I know it's cold. Also, I'm 80 trillion years old. I don't fucking need to wear a hat. I will wear these big, big mittens, though. <laughs> oh, my God. That beam has br- brought me so much joy in the last oh, 24 hours. It's been fantastic. It's yeah, great. people. the internet's so funny. Good job, everybody. Good. They, they know what they're doing there. Uh, all right, it's time for studs and duds, which both Natty and I pick one player who we think will perform above average in fantasy this coming week and one who will underperform. I will start us off my stud for this coming week. Uh, Victor Oladipo of the sure, Houston totally. Rockets. He uh, has already been balling out. 20-plus shot attempts, 22-plus points in this first two games with the Rockets. So you love to see that. You love to see that the offense is... Here, is, take all of them. You and Christian right. Wood. Do whatever you want. <laughs> do what you want. Uh, and the Rockets play the Wizards, Trailblazers, and Pelicans next week, which is particularly spicy totally. since the Blazers and Pelicans are giving up top 10 DFS points to guards this year. So uh, Oladipo, I think, has some 30-plus point performances rattling around in his trousers uh, next week. Well, then he should see a doctor. I'm not sure you should have rattling in your trousers. You don't want anything rattling maybe, in your maybe trousers? Maybe you shouldn't. I've just been doing it wrong the whole time. That could explain a lot, that could, actually. That could fix so much. <laughs> so you rattle. Oh, weird. Oh, interesting. Okay. <laughs> I love that pick, though. Uh, also because it's fun to watch the Rockets learn who they are. Christian Wood, mm. by the way, yes, bonus. Good mm. job. Uh, Eric Gordon. 22 points, I think, in his last game. Like, he's going to turn back into who he was, which is a very valuable player, a scorer, you know, with, like, maybe two dimes and a couple boards. Who knows? But those are good guys to have on your team. He might get traded, although everyone thinks his contract is an albatross. But, like, who's – everyone can get traded. Everyone thinks everyone's fucking contract. Exactly. Right, yeah, totally. The whole contract is an albatross thing is completely dead with John Wall, Russell Westbrook getting traded multiple times. Well, John Wall got traded once, but yes. All right. I am going to continue with the Vuchathon, and this is why I actually (laughs) dived into him to begin with because I saw the Magic's upcoming schedule. Charlotte, Sacramento, Mm. Clippers, Mm. Toronto. Mm. Vooch might feed this week. Like the Clippers, who cares about their big? Toronto, who cares? Uh, Sacramento, who cares? Charlotte, who cares? I mean, I like the players on those teams. I like, I love PJ Washington. You know that I love him. But that's not a murderer's row, you know? And like the Magic are running out of players. And it's sort of like, let's just give it to our best scorer. And that's Vooch right now. Well, and the so, thing too is, oh, go ahead. And also, Sacramento has been giving up more points than if you just had a team, a team of five me's. Like there, if there were just five little me's on the Kings, we'd play better defense than they have so far. They are by far the worst defensive team in the NBA, and I don't see why that should fucking change against Nikola Vucevic. 
Yeah. Vucevic, the, the, the Clippers, the Clippers have been pretty good against bigs uh, in terms of DFS points. But I think the thing that has, you have working in your favor there is, it's just that like who else in the magic is going to carry this offense and right. you know, the Clippers are going to put points on them. And so someone has to kind of do the dirty work and get the points. But even if he has a bad game against the Clippers, the, the Charlotte Sacramento Toronto, like the fact that those three games sandwich his possibly one tough ish game, you love it. You absolutely love it. And I only make this clarification about the Clippers because my dud this week uh, plays the Clippers. So I need to, I need nice. to sell the fact that the Clippers actually have a good defense. Well, um, here's the thing. Anytime you have Paul George and Kawhi, you're, you're going to be playing. You're going to really be good. good defense. Uh, yeah. Julius Randall's Julius Randall goes up against Rudy mm. Gobert and the jazz Drummond in the Cavs and Serge Ibaka in the clips this week. I, Maybe Jared uh, Allen in the Cavs, Jared Allen in the Cavs as well unless Drummond gets traded in the next 24, 48 hours, uh, which you never know, man. The fact that that, to- I mean, yeah, who knows what? this NBA season's absolutely fucking insane. And I am hundred percent. It's just cocaine it. sports. It's an, it's amazing. <laughs> um, so yeah, so Julius Randall, I am, uh, I am tempering my expectations this week. I think he's going to underperform for you in terms of DFS and fantasy. Remind me of the Nick schedule this coming week. I forget. Uh, they play, let me look, I just had it up. The Knicks play, they play Utah on Tuesday, right. Cleveland on Friday, and then Clippers on Sunday. Right. You said that. Sorry. Um, yeah, man, the Knicks three tough games. I, i like want to make all these trades for the Knicks, but I also sort of feel like, yeah, maybe you should just not do anything. And I like that's just stay the pat and see what happens. Right. Totally. Keep your powder dry. Like don't make any rash decisions. If something fall, if a cool trade falls into your lap, sure. then sure. But yeah, maybe just chill. And it's a nice relief for people that watch Knicks games. Uh, my dud also plays Utah this week. I think that's probably going to be a theme this season. Theme. <laughs> Who's playing Utah? <laughs> My dude's playing Utah twice, Pete. Yeah, twice. Not great. Here's the rest of the schedule. It's Denver, Utah, Utah, Phoenix. Those are three teams who have actual bigs. Uh, One of them, Joker, isn't a good defender, but he's playing like an MVP. Utah, Rudy Gobert is a continual defensive player of the year candidate. And DeAndre Ayton in Phoenix is doing really, really well. My dud is the unicorn. Mm, you hate to say it but i think i think you're right poor zingas in his career averages 19 8 and 2 against denver 19 5 and 1 against utah 18 6 and 1 against phoenix now it's not like he has a 12-year career but those are sub-average um so christops is just Maybe not going to have a spectacular week. He'll still be solid. I'm not saying, you know, don't play him, but uh, this is going to be a tough week for him, I think. So he's my dud. Yeah, no, that's a that's a fair one. And it's a nice segue too, man. We are just crushing these segues because finally to wrap us up, uh, we're going to talk one thing we're looking forward to this coming week. And I am really looking forward to the Denver Mavericks game. Yes, because I just I can't get it. Both Luca and both and Joker and Joker have like reached 
not even quite their pinnacle, but they are playing at such high levels and they're doing such amazing things on the court that the two of them going up against each other and their teams, subsequent teams around them. I am just very excited to watch that game. I'm excited to see what those two guys do in particular against each other in a, in a battle of, of the Europeans. Uh, and uh, so that, that is something that I am very much looking forward to this weekend or this coming week. I am looking forward and it's bittersweet to the maestro Dame Lillard. He is playing OKC Houston and Chicago this week. None of those teams are good at defense. Dame might go off. We might get a run of like 50 point games. Uh, There's reason to believe that he can be an MVP candidate. So like, why not start playing like one and just drag your injured team into the playoffs uh, so I'm, I'm going to be watching the Blazers this week, obviously for, you know, my boyfriend Cantor just to see what he does, but yep. that's, uh, I think Dame's going to have to play out of his mind for a little bit. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think you're, we could get something like, like to start the year when Bradley Beal was just like scoring mm-hmm. 40 with ease and was averaging, you know, whatever 40 a game for, for a week span. And everyone's like, Oh my God, is this, is this the new Bradley Beal? Uh, I think we could get something where Dame is, you know, casually dropping 50 a game and everyone's like, Dame is Dame is taking mortal offense by the snake bit curse that has been laid upon his franchise. And, uh, and we'll play this team out of it. And this is a year, like who knows who the MVP is going to be. It's probably not going to be Giannis. Like LeBron maybe doesn't give a shit. So it could be wide open. I think people were talking about Luca to begin the year, but why not, Dame? I mean, why not? If he gets this team to a high seed, he, sh- he oh. should be in consideration at least. Yeah. My, uh, my Jason Tatum for MVP stock took a, took a mild hit yeah. once he got COVID. But uh, before then, instead of I've changed Natty, I'm now firmly on the Jalen Brown is a all NBA player. Uh, he looks line. so fucking good. So fucking good. good. It is delicious how he's playing right now. And that tandem, those two are, I mean, they might retire together, you know, like it's, that's how good that combo seems. I just wanted to say, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just saying that combo should never be broken up. Last word, Maddie. Totally. All right. I forgot to mention this earlier in the three games since the Harden trade, the Nets have been giving up quite a few points their defensive rating would be the second worst on the year (laughs) only sacramento's worst but like that's that is cause for concern when your defense is that bad then It's, it's really hard to believe that you'll be able to make the finals let alone win the finals so you know and deandre is playing more minutes by the way He's under 50% owned. Go get DJ if he's available. Go DJ. <laughs> they have to play him. It's it's, it's a necessity. Sad. Until they trade for Larry Nance Jr. Totally. Until then, just ride DJ. I have picked him up everywhere I possibly can. Uh, it's like the safest minutes in fantasy basketball right now, I think. <laughs> Even more than Kevin Durant, because it's like, well, if Durant sits, well, who cares? We still don't have a center. 
I don't know who the we fuck these other guys are. Deontay Jordan. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Before we he go, he played 38 I, minutes the other night. I have to say, I understand that you needed a piece to move, but the fact that the 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 Nets were like, we are going to part with Jared Allen and and put Deontay make Deontay Jordan play 40 minutes a game, is 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 not great. If you let Jared, you can't let Jared Allen be the guy that stops you from acquiring. No, James no, Harden. no. Of course not. Of course not. But uh, totally agree with you. By the way, like that's fucking crazy. And also, so Brooklyn insane. Joe's coming off the bench now. Like this team, I think, is going to have several permutations through the season. Yeah. Um, you know, like having Joe Harris there is nice, but if he's not really going to be integral to your team, then there's no fucking reason for him to be there. 100% agreed. All right. Well, with that, make sure you subscribe to the Fake Teams podcast wherever you get your podcast iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. That's how you'll not only get us, but also our fantasy baseball and fantasy football podcasts. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at The Long Two Podcast. We love to engage. So hit us up with any questions or thoughts or whatever you want to do. Uh, Natty, stay safe, my friend, and uh, have a good week. Everybody, stay safe, stay healthy, and watch some cool basketball. God bless. <laughs>